0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Put Me On Speaker podcast with your host, Ellen Percy. I'm here today with my friend, Tim Semple. He's the owner of Rev Motoring in Utah. Um, So we're going to hear from him today, and I'm really excited. He is literally one of the most genuine people um, that you could ever meet. So I'm excited uh, for you guys to hear him. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. Let me know where to Venmo you for saying those nice things.
0: Thank you for coming on with me. Thanks for joining. Um, okay, so you own a really successful company, but I know that you came from nothing and you're not from Utah. So tell us a little bit about your story and where you grew up and the background that you come from that kind of led to where you are sure today. so
1: I grew up in Massachusetts um, raised by a single mom uh, my dad's side of the family is just generational poverty so um, it was really interesting I had like kind of lower middle class with my mom and stepdad once he was in the picture which mm-hmm. you know was great and then on my dad's side of the family it was just you know borrowing change to put gas in the car. You know, some weekends he couldn't pick me up. So, um, at, at the time going through and experiencing that, you know, you're thinking, why me, why am I sitting in this laundromat? Why can't we go to the arcade? Why can't we go do things? Yeah. You know, and it was pretty much like we could walk on the beach and go fishing and that was about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now I, I look back and, you know, it's some, of, I, I wouldn't change any of it. You know, yeah. those, those like... things, those hard times, um, Definitely
0: can be some of the greatest memories, too. Absolutely,
1: yeah. So I I grew up back there um, right out of high school. The day of my graduation, moved away, got really heavy into snowboarding, um, moved to Utah when I was 19, um, sold my car to move here, didn't know anyone, had a skateboard, sleeping on living room floors. You know, I started working in the mall Mm. and uh, just barely making enough money to even go snowboarding almost gave up almost went home a hundred times and then uh
0: what well, actually made you come to utah
1: it, it was for snowboarding okay yeah i was super passionate about snowboarding um i never wanted to go to college i never liked school i didn't i didn't do exceptionally well in school it's kind of just average i did just just well enough to get through it yeah i, I wasn't a fan of it um, <clears throat> and then i i yeah i moved to utah Uh did nothing but snowboard until i was 28 um and just woke up one day terrified of the idea of, you know, being a, a, snowboard bum at 30, making like 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. And, uh, and decided to start a business. Um, my dad had passed away nine months before, um, he had a stroke
0: nine I mean, months before you started.
1: Yeah. Before I started the company, um, in 2011. So in 2010, um, he passed away suddenly. And, uh, my life insurance was like, Ten grand is what I got after paying for the funeral. Oh wow! Um, and I I used that money to to pay off my car. I had, I had always been passionate about the automotive industry and cars since I was fifteen. Um, I was really heavy into cars. I just never did anything with it um, outside of it just being a hobby. Yeah. And then snowboarding was the main focus. Um, and I you know I would snowboard six or seven days a week for years. Um, even lived in Australia at one point. So I basically rode for like a year and a half straight had our season went down to australia for their season came back for our season again and never wanted to see a snowboard again did you go to australia
0: for snowboarding
1: for snowboarding yeah yeah i stayed with some friends down there and then um but yeah i I, at you know at 28 uh, my dad was broke his whole life um i looked at it like the silver lining you know with that 10 grand, that's more money than I had ever seen in my life. And I paid my car off. I had always worked on cars during the summers when I wasn't snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, always really passionate about it. And I would always kind of, I would buy cars with problems and fix them and then sell them. And I'd always make a little bit of money. Okay. And then,
0: so you had like a little like side business was, going. Yeah.
1: There was a background where I, I just did it to make some extra cash just to, just to have some, you know, money for food. Yeah. Um, and then it, it was really crazy. It was, I, I mean, I remember clear as day. It was a February morning, 2011. I woke up, got out of bed, like sitting on the side of my bed and just head down in my hands, just terrified, like in less than two years, you'll be 30. You're making like 12 or 13 bucks an hour at the time up at a ski resort, not working in the summer, really just kind of working on cars a little bit, making a couple extra bucks. And, um, it, it was crazy. It was just one of those moments where I, I just like a light switch just flipped Yeah. and everything changed. And
0: I, I think just... you have to get to that point. Like you have to get so sick of your own bullshit before you start making changes in your life. Like mm-hmm. you have to have that moment of realization. Like, Oh my gosh, if I don't do something about this, if I don't wake up and actually, you know, get, get out of bed start doing stuff, start moving and do things for Mm -hmm. my future, um, then, you know, like it's never going to happen if you don't actually get to that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to think about it and to want it. And it, I mean, it's a whole nother thing to quit your job, sell your car I bought an old shitty pickup truck for like a thousand bucks, bought another car with, you know, it had motor problems or something. I bought it, fixed it, sold it. But I, I remember my last paycheck. I wish I had taken a photo of it. That, that's my, one of my biggest regrets. I didn't, I didn't take enough photos of the process because it, it goes faster than you think. Yeah. Um, when you're in it it's, it's hard, like working 80 to hundred hours a week. It's, it's really hard. And when you're in it, it, you know, you question what you're doing even still to those, you know, 12 years later, I still question it sometimes. Yeah. Like why the fuck am I pushing so hard? What am I doing it for? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know the answer, you know, I, I don't, me personally, I don't want kids. It's not like I'm doing this to leave it to someone. I'm, I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it because I, I love it. I'm, you know, I'm so passionate about cars. Um, but it's interesting you talk about those key moments. There's, there's, you know, that moment where I quit my job, decided, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pursue this car thing. I'm gonna start flipping cars out of my driveway. Um, I would work at my friend's shop at night. My friend Juan took me in. Like family, um, he would let me work out of his body shop at night. All of his guys would go home. I'd come in at like six or seven o'clock at night. I'd work till four or five in the morning because I couldn't afford to to rent a shop. Yeah, and and he was a a huge help, you know. And whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever you believe in, or maybe you believe in nothing, but I I think sometimes it's easy to, to think that there are forces against you. And then other times, you know, someone like Juan comes along who just takes me in and I owe a lot of my success to him. Like he, early on, he taught me, you know, the, the value of hard work. Like the dude came here with nothing from Mexico and built a business and being around that type of energy. Um, it it's, it's a really good thing, you know, and you have to take inventory of, of who you spend your time with. I mean, it's, even now, like, all, all my closest friends are super passionate about what they do. Um, yeah. It's not about how much you make. I, I think it's more about being passionate about what you do. Um, yeah. And that energy is going to attract other people that are, that are really driven and passionate.
0: Yeah. No, I think so, too. I always, like, I'm a big preacher of you are who you surround yourself with. And, mm-hmm. like, if you want to do good things and you want to be better like you have to surround yourself with people that are doing those things and that are bettering themselves and that want more for their lives because if you're hanging out with people who don't care about their lives and are you know just being bums and not caring then it's so easy to fall into that pattern because you're gonna follow who you surround yourself with. So if you're in good energy and you're surrounded by good people and, and people who want more for their life, you're like, Oh, like it's even more motivation for to sure. do better for yourself.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And, and I've been real lucky over the years. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how much you want me to get into it. Um, but I have, you know, now some of my best friends are, I mean, they're incredible. It's like the best video guys, on the West coast, the best photographers, the best, you know, of whatever their, their craft. Um, you know, I've just, I've been really fortunate that, um, especially now to be surrounded by a lot of really good people. And, and until you meet those people, it's, it's pretty lonely. It's, it's really hard. And I always say, you know, I get hit up all the time on Instagram, you know, people that, don't know me just you know the random guy being like oh man i'm gonna start a car dealership like i'm gonna do what you did and like (laughs) what advice do you have for me i'm like dude it's not like there's no magic like everyone's looking for this secret sauce yeah and and there's no secret sauce like Mm -hmm. every client that comes in every guy with like i call it fuck you money like the guy that comes in and just spends 200k on a ferrari like i'm at the grocery store buying cereal yeah all of those guys, I always ask them, like, "Do you regret working as hard as you did?" You know, or "Or how did you do it?" Every single one, it is so universal. They just say, "Man, I just I worked harder than everyone else I knew." And for me, that was just—it was the only thing I had. I, I didn't have anyone to look up to that had ever been successful. I, I didn't come from anything. My my parents were pissed that I didn't go to college. My dad was yeah. the only one who was like, who cares? Just make yourself happy. Like that was his advice when I said, Hey, I don't want to go to college. He's like, who cares? Just make yourself happy. You know, and he was broke his whole life. And then yeah. my mom and stepdad are like, you know, you can't live here if you're not going to college. They kicked me out. I mean, I was 17. Oh wow. They were still getting child support and, and, and they said, you can't live here, you know, or if you are, you got to pay rent. And you know, at the time I was pissed and now I look back and I'm like, thank God, like, thank God you guys didn't just cuddle me and you know, coddle me like a little, yeah, like a child, you know, or you just stay at home and just live the easy life. Like yeah. I was forced to go live on my own, pay rent, do your life, like just be an adult. And, exactly. and I'm really grateful for it. And, you know, I think all those things, everything we go through in life, it, it, it is shaping you. Right. And
0: mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: I, I tell a lot of my friends, like, I'm, I'm glad I experienced being broke. With my dad as a kid, you know, I yeah. I regret, you know, I I heartbroken that he's not around and I can't buy him a new Harley or buy him a car or buy him a house or whatever, yeah. you know. But everything I learned um, as a kid, like, man, when I I got my first house and I was like freaking out, it had a dishwasher. Like I had been <laughs> living in this dump for twelve years. Yeah, this house that was like right, after, like it should have been condemned. And I was in there because it was cheap, yeah. and it was like, you go twelve years without a dishwasher, you get real excited about a dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, I was freak. I'm like, wait, doing the final walkthrough. I'm like, <laughs> are they leaving the washer and dryer and the di- like? They're not taking that. She was like, no, that's yours. I was like, more excited about that than the swimming pool. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I don't have to wash dishes by hand anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, I think it really goes to show, like, um, the hardest things that you go through if you can push through them and get through them you're gonna experience tenfold on the other side when you're successful you're gonna be experiencing tenfold of what you had to go through and I think how you were saying that you're thankful that you weren't like coddled and like oh like treated like a baby because I see that in um some of like my friends and family's lives of like people who have been you know coddled and oh like protected from the world and I'm like wow like like it's such a hindrance I'm so glad that I you know don't have the same experiences as you even if I am not you know necessarily so glad and happy that I had to go through the things that I did. Um, but I'm so thankful for them because I wouldn't be the person that I am today. If I hadn't gone through my past and if I hadn't had the childhood that I did, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be the person that I was, that I, that I am today. So I think it does have a lot to do with, um, you know, how you were raised and, um, your background and what you came from. And that, that has a lot of say in in why you are so successful today.
1: For sure. Yeah, I, I always say it's a, it's a superpower. Like I, I have a leg up on all my friends that grew up with money and I, I don't, you know, I'm not mad at them or I don't look down on them or anything like that. I just, at any given time, I can think about being at a church with my dad, seeing a kid from my junior high who lived on my street, feeling so embarrassed like we're out of church we're at a food shelter getting food for the weekend and I, it's it's crystal clear in my mind I remember seeing there was a package of fig newtons and I'm like I wanted to get them my dad was like no we're getting bread peanut butter milk cornflakes and that's it like we're just taking what we need yeah you know to basically get through you know and some ramen or something you know and it's yeah. just like I remember being pissed about like well they have fig newtons why can't we get them you know and And at any given time, there were so many times when like working late nights or when I wanted to give up and I could just think about that. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going back to that, you know, and it's not about it's not about having hundreds of millions of dollars or private jets or all that shit. Um, It's just about being able to tap into that experience and letting it motivate you and letting it drive you. And I think that's how I was able to work ridiculous hour. I mean, I work crazy hours. Like all my friends think I literally think I'm crazy. Like still 12 years later.
0: Yeah. Still like, working the same hours. Yeah.
1: I'm, I wake up, I go to work and I'm usually there until two or three in the morning, at least, you know, I just, if I don't have a date or someone to hang out with, which usually don't, cause I prefer, you know, I've been alone most of my life, I, my childhood, I was always kind of by myself. I was always alone. Wasn't very popular in high school. Um, I think I just got used to being alone and all those years starting off with the dealership, I would just, I would just work all night. I'd work just through the night and I just became accustomed to it. It just felt, it felt good to me, you yeah. know, and I just, I made a habit out of it. And, uh,
0: you definitely like saw your vision and you were yeah. willing to get there and, and willing to put in the work and do whatever it takes to get there. And that's hard because I, I don't see a lot of people with the level of commitment that you have to what you're doing and the success that you want from it. Um, because it can't, is hard and it, and it takes a lot of time. It can take a toll on you for sure. Um, but for you, I mean, everyone's path is different and for you it's, it's working and it's paying off and you were able to, you know, make something out of nothing.
1: Right. And I talk about that a lot. I I try to share stories and it's really interesting when I post something about like, like, Hey, I worked 95 hours this week. Like, I just want to make sure you guys know that this isn't just like fun and games and chilling and, you know, hanging out by the pool with a bunch of girls or something like I'm still putting in the work 12 years later and I'm still not where I want to be. And it's really interesting. I, I, I posted like a month ago. I kind of shared a reel about all I'm ever trying to do is just, just let people know what, what's possible. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. I think I held myself back for years because I just wasn't thinking big enough. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I grew up around nothing. No one had ever been very successful and you didn't
0: know what was possible.
1: No, there's no way. Like I'm like, I was driving a $250,000 Lamborghini SUV earlier today. Like that's crazy. That's, that's more than the house I grew up in, you know, and just driving it around like for fun. Right. And it was interesting. I shared this, this story, just talking about it and everyone, like I, I shared how much I was working even still. And I got a lot of comments on it and everyone that criticized me for working too much. There was not a single successful person. There were talented people yeah, for sure. And there were passionate people. But there was no one that was
0: At making like
1: anywhere close. And, yeah. it, and it's not all about what you're making. I'm just sharing yeah. it as an example, right? And then I had three or four guys respond who said, you know what, you're you're the 1%. Like your mentality and your work ethic, other people see it and it does seem crazy to them. Yeah. But that's why you're going to be able to achieve whatever you want. Yeah. And I had, I had three different guys reach out and I bet... Every one of them, I mean, net worth tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, I'm talking like private jet, like yeah, the biggest houses you've ever seen, the craziest, like car collections of like just the craziest stuff you've ever seen, you yeah. know? And ev- it's, cra- it's just a different mindset. And all I'm trying to say is like, whatever your version of happiness is, it's possible, but it's not just going to happen. Like you really do have to take action. And it's not about the secret formula. Like everyone's trying to like... Yeah, like sign what? up for my program uh-huh. and, like
0: and like a quick fix drink and... the special
1: sauce or yeah. like you know wear this magnetic waist belt and you'll be skinny it's <laughs> like no like get your ass in the gym or check your fucking diet like yeah give yeah. up cookies and ice cream like I was the heaviest I've ever been December 1st of last year I looked in the mirror I was super bummed like on what I saw yeah I was eating ice cream every single night when I got home it's like how I would reward myself I decided right then and there I would just stop eating like crap and now I'm in the best shape of my life and I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't been out being active. I'm just working, but it was like, dude, you have to like check yourself, you know? And I, it's just, I'm just trying to really share. My biggest thing is I just want people to know that like, if you want it bad enough, it is possible. Like I did move here with nothing. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a place to live. I was sleeping on living room floors for a year bouncing from place to place. And I mean, it's, it's not all about the stuff for sure. Like I, I can tell you 1000% like money is not happiness. Like a Lamborghini is really fun, but it's not happiness. There's stress that comes with it. Like, like I'm going to park this thing, you know, on the side of the street, is someone going to key it because they're pissed? Is someone, you know what I mean? People like spin on it and throw food on it just because they're mad that they don't have one. And it's like, if I had the opportunity to meet them, I would try and motivate them. Like every yeah. person I meet, I try Which, and motivate, like, yeah, I just, I want them to know it was possible because I was limiting myself for years because I never thought it was possible to, to live in a huge house with a pool. And like, I have, I'm 40 years old. I have two houses and like, I've done well, but yeah. it wasn't luck. Like it was hard freaking work. Like I gave up 12 years of my life to basically locking myself in a shop, not going on trips, not buying clothes. Like I wear the same thing every day. I wear jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie. And I mean, I just trying to tell people like, look, it's possible. Like whatever your level of happiness is, whatever your goal is, like maybe it's, I want to own a condo and like travel all the time. Like, dude, cool. Like work really hard. Save up. Yeah. Stop going to Starbucks every day. Stop yeah. buying, like doing target runs and spending a bunch of money on shit. You don't need like, like, whatever your version of happiness is like it is possible. And I guess that's my biggest thing is I just, I wish someone had taught me earlier to think bigger. I just, I, I never believed it until, I mean, I was like six or seven years in to yeah. owning my own business. And then I was like, holy shit, this, this, this might actually work. Yeah. Like, like, this may like,
0: this is starting I'm, to work out. yeah.
1: Like people, like I'm selling a bunch of cars and mm-hmm. I like, I have money in the bank. Like this is weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And I think that it, it's important to say some people like some people will get mad at anything. Right. So, so someone could hear this and be like, yeah, but I didn't have 10 grand from my dad when he died, but everyone has their own version of 10 grand. Mm-hmm. You had like, like if you didn't, have that, you had that friend who lent you his garage, right? And you would have still woken up that same morning and been like, you know what? Like, I'm sick of this. Like everyone has their own 10K in their life, like as a, in a metaphor, like in their life that they can use to,
1: Create a better opportunity. Yeah, to
0: create a better opportunity. Sure. Exactly. Like there's something in your life that you are able to do that, and so you just have to look for it. You just have to create those opportunities. You have to open your eyes. You can't have a little tiny peephole vision and be like, "Oh, this this isn't working out for me." Like uh, I don't see any possibilities. Like you have to open like broaden the horizon of what you're able to see and what you're able to view and things will come to you. Like maybe you don't see the 10 K because you're so closed off to this one idea. You're so closed off to this one thing and you're not open to all the different possibilities of how you can make your dream work.
1: But 10 K, I mean, in the grand scheme of things at the time, I had never seen that much money in my life. Right. But If I was flat broke, if I lost everything and I had to start over, I would find someone who's successful at summer sales. I would ask them how they do it, or if I could go and walk around with them for a week. Mm -hmm. And then I would wake my ass up at six in the morning and knock doors until it was dark. And I would just do that until I had 10 grand. And if it took me a month or three months or five summers or whatever it took, I would just...
0: You'd find a way.
1: I would find a way. And I mean, I when I hired my now accountant, I mean, it was crazy. Like the dealership, this was like 2018, I think. And we were well into six figure revenue and I was still paying myself $300 a week. Cause that's all I needed to survive. And she was like, this is a red flag. Like you, like the dealership's moving, like you're moving a lot of cars, like you're making money. And I refused to take it out. I just kept putting it all back in because I had become accustomed to not going out to fancy dinners, not spending money. Like I was saving every last dollar because if you like one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got was from my friend Kaveh and he said, you must be willing to sacrifice now for greater returns in the future. And everyone else is going to sit there and be like, Oh, you could die tomorrow. What do you do? No, I'm going to like have fun. I'm going to live it up. And like, that's fine if that's your version of happiness. But for me. Like, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have anything else. You know, I didn't have someone that was going to come in and save me or anything like that. Like, I was going to be the one, like, I made up my mind that I was going to be the one to break the cycle of generational poverty. Like, I was, like, I'm the one that's going to, like, pay off my parents' house and be able to own my own homes and not worry about money later in life so that I can just wake up and do whatever I want to do and go wherever I want to go. And that was my version of happiness.
0: Yeah. And And it's totally like, it's totally subjective based on anyone's view of happiness, right? So if it's, if it's not your cup of tea, if it's not, um, if that's not your idea of happiness, then, you know, then it's not for you. But at the same time, you're right. Like you didn't have anyone to look up to. And also you didn't see other successful people doing different things or having other options. Like there can be so many different ways and this is your way and this is how you're doing it. And this is how you're living your life and how you were able to make it. And of course there's so many other stories and so many other ways that you can create success, but it's all subjective up to what makes you happy and how you want to achieve that in your life.
1: But you bring up a really interesting point there, and it it was one of those moments for me where, like, I remember it was a few years in, and I knew this guy Thomas. He had started a bunch of businesses here in Salt Lake. I knew he was really successful just from our mutual friends, and I had seen him out a couple of times, and we had talked, and I remember the night he came to the shop. I was working. It was like midnight on a Friday night, and he stopped by. He was having some trouble with a BMW, and I kind of diagnosed it for him told him what was going on and he tried giving me a hundred bucks and i said i wouldn't take it and i said hey I, i i'd like to tell you my idea instead of paying me i'd like your opinion i heard you're really successful and you know a lot about business and i don't know anyone that's successful and i told him my idea of what i wanted to create how i wanted to change the experience of car buying how i wanted to share my passion and and give more and make less with a long-term goal of building a brand and, and ha- and really retaining customers and just giving them a good experience and just yeah. taking everything that I hated. I, like if you ask someone to go use car shopping with you, no one's going to go unless you're a super wealthy guy that's going to buy a Ferrari or a Lambo. No one wants to go use car shopping. And I wanted to change that. And it was so interesting that night talking to him. And I just remember him laughing and being like, he was like, you want to make your own parts? You want to like build your own brand? He's like, I thought you were a mechanic. Like what, where did these ideas come from? And I'm like, I don't know. This is just what, how I see it one day. And he was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be sick. Like this, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I was trying to operate he he loves telling this story to like other people he's in business with so he tried giving me 10 grand that night he's like you need more money you need capital to get more cars right now all your money's in one car and for you to build it up without taking on any debt you won't be alive long enough and i i was so terrified of debt because i watched my parents growing up in debt and arguing over money my whole life that I literally hit. I was like, no credit cards, no car payment. Like, I'm just going to go one car at a time. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you won't be around long enough to build it up to something substantial. And he tried giving me 10 grand, 10 grand. And I argued with him. I was like, no. And the next day he came back again with a check for 10 grand. And I was like, I'm not taking it. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, you can buy another car. He's like, just give me a cut. And I, I argued with him. And it was so funny because he finally said, he said, what do you make on a car? And I said, oh, I make a couple grand. And he's like, okay, I'm going to give you 10 grand. When you sell that car, you give me 500. And I'm like, what? I'm going to give you 500. I'm only making 1500 then. And he said, you're thinking about it the wrong way. He said, is it better to use 10 grand of your own money to make two or use 10 grand of someone else's money and make 1500? And it was one of those moments where like it clicked in my head, like I had never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, fine. I'll take your 10 grand. And it's funny now because it's hilarious. Like now I have, I have $3 million of the bank's money to buy cars with. Yeah. Like that's my debt. And I was terrified about having 10 grand in debt. Yeah. And it, it, you bring up a really interesting point how like I didn't know anyone, But because I was working so hard, because I was so driven, because I was so passionate about what I was doing, you will attract those people. You'll attract your Thomas or your Rich or Brandon Fugel, like the most successful people in Utah coming in and, and building friendships with them because they see themselves in you. They see you working really hard. It's like, you want people like that as mentors, work your freaking tail off.
0: And that's like that for anyone, like you, you did that with the field that you know, you're in right now and probably similar minded people were attracted to you because of what you're doing and exactly they saw themselves in you, but anyone can start whatever business that they want and similar minded people that are successful are going to also see themselves in you and be like, Oh my gosh, like I want to help you. I want to be there for you. Like I totally see myself. Like I was definitely starting off Mm -hmm. this way and like I am here for you and I would love to be a part of this and help because this is so cool and, and Everyone has their spin off of ideas, so they're still gonna find it interesting and intriguing and, and you're able to collaborate with people, but you just have to follow your passion and do what you love doing.
1: Right. And I have yet to meet someone who is successful, who came from nothing, who worked their tail off that isn't excited about other people being successful. Yeah. Like none of us are competing with each other. Exactly. Like, and someone am... that's
0: successful is not going to look down on right. someone that's struggling or someone that's doing, you know, someone that's at a lower level than that, than them because they were there and they know what yeah. it's like. So they're not going to judge someone for doing that.
1: Yeah. And not only that, they're actually really quick to like me, anytime I meet someone like When I started my business, tons of people said it would never work. Like people were I had like ex girlfriends laughing at me. Like good luck with your car thing, dude, you know? Yeah. And it's like people are really quick to say, like, oh, that's never gonna work. I anyone that comes to me with an idea now, any of my friends, I say try it. Yeah. And how can I help? Like that is my response. Like I'm not gonna give you a bunch of money necessarily. But I will do everything I can to motivate you, and I will—I will be your biggest hype man. I will post about you. I will refer to you, because I want everyone to to follow whatever they're being drawn to. And, yeah. And I am lucky that my passion is cars. Like, had I stayed in the snowboard world, like, yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's not a lot of money in snowboarding. Even the, I mean, unless you're top ten in the world or winning the Olympics, most of those guys that I came up with, the guys I looked up to, the pros are all like those Those guys are like building cabinets now. Like, yeah. not, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, and I guess that's for me, cars, I would burn out on snowboarding when I would do it every single day for a season, I would just mm-hmm. need a break. But cars was the one thing for me that I could be around it 24 seven. I just wanted more and more. And even still, like as hard as it gets and it does get hard. Like it's not all, like I always say, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Like it's hard, you know? And even now I, I still like, I get excited when a 25 year old kid buys his first BMW and tells me he's been saving for four years. Like I'm, I'm more excited for him than when I get to buy the next Lamborghini or whatever sells, you know, it's like, I'm so stoked to see his excitement. Um, it, and the passion is, is as strong as ever. You know, I feel like I, I get down on myself. I feel like I haven't even like scratched the potential of, of what it could be.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, so kind of to wrap this all up, what is your final advice to people listening who are scared to step into their power to are scared to just start and Mm -hmm. kind of don't know where their head is at. Don't know how to get there. You know?
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I wish, like I said, I wish I had taken more photos early on. I wish I had documented more of it. I have photos of, I had whiteboards in my room and I, I, I remember it was like 2015. I was four years in and my goal was to sell like 36 cars in a year. And I remember writing it and being like, oh my God, if I sold 36, like there's no way it's going to happen. But if I did, I would make like almost a hundred grand. Like I would be rich, (laughs) like richer than anyone I've ever met. Yeah. You You know,
0: have to set big goals.
1: Yeah. And I, I think for me, the biggest thing, like fear is going to hold you back. And it's so easy for me to give, to sit here and give people advice, like fear is going to hold you back for sure. And I was in that kind of desperate mindset of like I I had nothing else I I didn't have a backup plan so I had to go all in yeah and even a couple years in I was still like okay if this doesn't work I can go work for my friend who's in the snowboard industry he runs one of the biggest snowboard companies in the world like I can just go get a job with him and it really wasn't until I met Thomas that I just made up my mind that like I'm gonna see this thing through like I'm I don't care if it takes 50 years. I don't care if I die in the shop at two in the morning underneath a car. Like I am going to do this for the next, however long it takes. And it's a, it's a powerful thing to just make up your mind and say, this is what I'm going to do no matter what. Like, I'm not like, I don't care. I'll do it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care what it takes. And, and there was something else that I wanted to bring up. And it was, I put so much, in the idea of like, once I had my dream car, once I had the Audi R8 or, or once I had my first Lamborghini, I would be happy. And it was a crazy thing to get that first Lamborghini and to cry my eyes out when I got it. I mean, I, I never thought I would own one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally broke down like bawling. And two weeks later, when you realize that like, it's fun, but it's not happiness. Yeah. It's just not like the things will never make you happy.
0: Like it's exciting. It's like, it's like when you post something and then like that post gets a lot of likes and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. But then like, yeah, two weeks later you're like, okay, like the hype is over now. Like I have this thing and I'm, I'm still not happy.
1: It's, it's a fleeting emotion and it doesn't last and cars are really fun and building a business is fun and having houses and, a swimming pool and all the things going on trips, it's all fun. But, you know, it's really finding what your version of happiness is. The the, the happiest I am is, yeah, I love being in a supercar, right? But I love being in a supercar when a 12-year-old kid runs up to me and loses his freaking mind over it, and I can tell him to sit in it, and I can show him how to start it, and I can tell him, hey, like, I came here with nothing, and now I'm driving this car. And if you want it bad enough, like, no one can tell you you can't have it. Like that American dream is still alive that if you work hard enough, long enough, I don't care what you're doing. Like I pay my plumber 75 bucks an hour, like 75 bucks an hour at 40 hours a week for a couple years. If you're living in a dump or you're sharing an apartment with a few friends, you can go pay cash for any car you want. Yeah. Like, but people are just so quick to just say like, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. Um, but I, I really think like, just checking what is happiness for you. You know, for me, it's being able to inspire others. It's being able to share what I have with my friends, like having everyone come over, being able to help them out of tough situations. Yeah. And that's
0: having and sharing those connections
1: for sure. Yeah. Building those connections, those relationships, that's way more important to me than, than the stuff. Right. Um, but I guess to, to kind of wrap it all up, it it just goes back to what I've, what I've been saying since day one. Like as soon as I started seeing success, I just, I tell everyone the same thing. It's like, if you want, like, you just have to want it bad enough. It's just hard work. Like there's no secret sauce. Like anyone who's trying to sell you on this idea of like, I just call it like old school, like Westerners where it's like, Oh you I got snake oil. Like you can, you know, the, <laughs> it'll, it'll cure everything. And it's like, no, it it's just hard work. Like every crazy successful person I've ever met works harder than anyone I've ever met. And that's all I did. Like I, it's not going to Harvard. I mean, sure. You can go to Harvard and be successful. Like that's one way. But like for me, it was just put my head down, lock myself in a shop 80 hours a week is like minimum for me. Like if I don't work 80 hours a week, I feel weird. And I just made that a habit and I did it for as long as I just did it for years and years and years. And then You just keep saving, keep saving and reinvesting all that money. And then eventually one day you wake up and you're like, holy crap, I can go put a couple hundred grand down on a house. And it, for me, that's, that's all it was. It was just hard work, nothing else. Like just being too stubborn to quit. And man, that, that first step is the hardest. It is just, I, I looked at my last paycheck from the ski resort. It was for like 200 bucks and it was terrifying. I'm like, there is no more money coming in. Like this is it. Now it's on me and you will just find a way. Like you don't, there will never be a perfect time to start. Like you just, you just do it. You just go all in. And, and that's what I did. And that's, you know, I, I just think work really hard, be honest, be kind. Um, you know, I, I think the people that are That are making money the wrong way. They're taking advantage of people or deceiving people. You know, I don't think they'll ever find happiness. They may have a lot of stuff, but I don't think they'll ever be happy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's that's all it was. I it's there's no tell everyone like they always ask me how'd you do it. I'm like I just worked really hard.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like everyone
1: else was out partying, I was in the shop working.
0: Yeah. And I still do it.
1: It still feels weird to me to like go out on the weekend. Yeah. Like it feels weird. I'm like I could could be at the shop, finishing a couple cars and selling those cars and making a couple grand a pop tomorrow. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have to force myself out, but by going out, I make connections. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good, which for me, that's happiness is connecting with
0: people. Yeah. So So definitely find something you're passionate about and go for it. Just put your head down and, uh, be willing to do what it takes for what you want to be doing no matter what it is it doesn't have to be cars it doesn't have to be a specific business but um whatever it is just go for it and pursue it i like that all right well thank you for coming on and thank you everybody for listening um and joining on you can find this podcast on apple music and also uh, sorry, Apple Podcast and also Spotify. It <laughs> looks at me. Um, and uh, on Instagram, I put me on Speaker Pod. And where can we find you, Tim?
1: Uh, just on Instagram. Yeah. What
0: well, your your handle?
1: Uh, just at Rev Motoring. R E V Motoring. Perfect. That's the business. And then if you want to creep on my profile, it's the only person the business follows, but <laughs> it's not. I just and post car stuff. If you want to see some cool cars, that's all we're all we're using it for.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. well, thank you and happy Monday.